at this point, you people, you know me already. You know, Aspire, fine babe, hard girl, ill hunty. In fact, alpha female, if I dare say. So, I do not cry when watching movies. And I do not understand people will cry while watching films either. Lo and behold, some days back, I found myself on YouTube watching this short film by a so sad Nicole called Hawker Boy. Just seven minutes long, a short story. Seven minutes in and there's water all over the floor. No dirty mind, it's not the kind of water you're thinking about. Like, I was shedding tears. Real tears. <laughs> it hold me. As per somebody's favorite podcast host, I'm crying to short film. I said, <laughs> who dare do this? No, the person must show on the pod. I must show this person to the podcast listeners. So guess what I did? I brought her to the pod. So, you know, I just want you to get into what you plan to do while listening to this episode. As you just listen to Nicole and I chat, we chat fans on this episode. We chat fans, good fans. Well, you know what? Before we get into all the conversation, how about we get this episode started the way you know, you know, just the way you like it. Hello, hello, people. My name is Ayomide Fadmi. And my name is Wansalia Tia. Welcome to A Flight from Africa podcast. On this journey, through the lens of all the identities we behold, we share our stories, our truth, and how we leave our differences. In the world that taught us being too different, it's not welcome. So journey with us right here. On this flight, A, a Flight from, from Africa! Africa! Hello, guys. So I told you, you know, from the beginning of the episode that I brought one special person and she's here. And usually, you know, as the podcast rolls, I like to introduce the person, tell you what it is, but it'd be like I'm making too much mouth. So I want her to, you know, introduce our own self. So it's not like, oh, because she's my girl. I'm over here now. So, hey, girl, you want to introduce yourself hey, to the pod? Yes, let me introduce myself. My name is Esosa Nicole. I'm a filmmaker, screenwriter, and we're just here to talk about my new short film. I'm so happy to be here. This is my first podcast, so I'm excited. Yeah. And we're excited too, and I am honored that you actually agreed to be here today. Of course. This is the time for people to pause this podcast and maybe go to your YouTube. Actually, it's not maybe. They should actually go to your YouTube. You should go. YouTube, type in Awful Boy. Because a lot of things that we're going to be talking about, I don't want you to get lost. I want you to be able to understand where my questions are yeah. and where my ideologies are coming from. So this is a good time to pause the episode. It's okay. We'll be right here. Go to our YouTube. Go yeah. search for Awful Boy on YouTube. H-A-W-K-E-R Boy on YouTube. And go watch it. It's seven minutes long. And then come back. Well, you know, if you're unable to right now, it's okay. You can do it after the podcast. I'll make sure I give you um, a background on whatever question I ask. So that because this is an audio only podcast so that I can carry you along even with my voice. So, hey, girl, welcome. Welcome. You, and find him. Find him. Just, just find you. <laughs> girl, thank you. You too. You know, you know, I don't know how to act. I've been been acting anyhow since the beginning because I don't know how to act as compliments. But even before we get into the episode, I want you to, you know, drop that zip code because you are are a woman of many places. I kept texting you back and forth. So I'm in New York. Where are you? People people don't know where I am. My friends, like, what are you? Are you in Lagos? Are you in New York? Are you in Atlanta? We don't know. And I'm just like, I'm I'm here for the summer. I've been in Atlanta for um a minute. Like I've been here for a minute, but I was in Lagos for a year. Like when I filmed my, you know, my three-part documentary. I was in Lagos from 2020 to 2022. That's when I left. Like that January, the end of January, that's when I left. So I was here in the end of 2020, December 2020, like literally a year and a half. So it was like it was it was lit out there, but before that, I was in New York. That's when I moved to New York, 2019. So oh, I guess yeah. that's why people really don't know where I am. 
They're like, are you in New York? Are you in Lagos? Are you in, so. Are you showing off right now? Is that what you're doing? Are you showing off right now? No, I'm not showing off. I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm I'm international. I travel, you know, I don't travel. (laughs) No, I I really, (laughs) no, I really don't travel that much though. That's the mm. thing. I've just been in two places. I've just been in Lagos because I've been there so long. So people will think, mm-hmm. oh, oh, she's always going out. She's always, I've been in Lagos for literally a whole year. Like, it's yeah. nothing, nothing like So that's your zip codes, Lagos and New York. You got more zip codes that you want to drop on us? No more zip codes. <laughs> no more I zip mean, you're a woman of many places, but how was, okay, this is so like, I'm just curious, how was Lagos for you for that one year? Oh, girl, it was a learning. That's how I got the idea for the film. It was really like eye opening. I've been before when I was younger and then I went again 2016. Um, But 2020, the December of 2020, that's when I came back and it was literally a whole different place to me. Everything Mm. was faster. And, you know, because of COVID, like the whole atmosphere kind of changed. Like people were even more like, you know, I always say New um, Lagos is like, like, um, New York on steroids, like it's just fast, <laughs> fast, fast, fast. New York on steroids. That's steroids, yes. Like Lagos was so fast, and I had to try to keep up because you know I was mm. doing things myself, going out myself. But I'm just like, mm. when I say I was kind of overwhelmed with everything, but I really got the hang of it. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tough. Like I'm tough now. <laughs> yeah, tough okay. You've always been a tough woman. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying, but Lagos, it was fun though, but it was a learning mm. experience. The every day, every day was an adventure. Adventure. Mm. Yeah, Lagos is very adventurous. Did you get to, did you get to money in Lagos? Were they Lagos finding? Did Ooh. you get your money in Lagos? Girl, that's that's another podcast. That's another podcast. <laughs> do part two. Oh, curious. We can come back to that question later. Yes, because by force, by fire, you answer that question before you <laughs> 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 Well, we can, we can come back to it. We can come back to it. And shout out to your um, docu series with Love from Lagos is powerful. You know, um, I hope. Well, our listeners are action takers. It's a community. It's more than a podcast. It's people who are supporting each other, who are hearing about what great things people in the diaspora are doing and are actually yeah. taking actions to support. So, um, she has a short docu series, a docu series, three mini docu series, right? Yeah. With love from Lagos, and well, they know you; they just don't know it's you. So, if you've ever seen that film where uh, somebody is depicting the first Nigerian um, ballet school, my girl did it. Okay, you know yeah. her; you just don't know she's the one. So, I'm reintroducing her to you. Okay. And you know the one with It'll the girl with the sacks. You yeah. don't know she's the one. That story you see on the timeline, but you she's don't. the one. Okay. Yes, I love that you remember the titles. I love yeah. that. Wow. Not, yeah, just to be, even though that's the title, so I'm just saying it's by what each each series covers. the title, though. Wow, you're spot on. Wow. You're a real one, girl. Real one. Are, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, you're the stuff. You're the quality of the things you produce. It is that way, and which brings me to this podcast. So, like, sincerely, I watched Hawker Boy and I cried. And it makes no sense to me that I'm crying because it's not as sad. It's, it's not supposed to be sad. Like, you can tell, like, you're obviously not depicting sadness. Like, you're mm-hmm. depicting hope and something much more. But yeah. I'm just crying. I'm just about it. Like, hot girl, hot girl. I still cry. <laughs> you are not the only one. Like, people have been DMing me, messaging me, like, why am I crying? Why am I like, oh, I didn't, I didn't mean for people to cry. Like, I just wanted them to see, like, the life of these young kids. These kids know how to hustle. It will hustle mm-hmm. you. And I'm actually very like, I'm I'm so like shocked. Like, and I'm just so inspired by them. Like how you get up every day, like a grown person. I still feel for them because they're they're kids. They shouldn't be out hawking in the street. When I was a kid, I wasn't thinking about making money. I was thinking about, oh, I'm going to the movies, I'm getting my hair done. Da, da, da. I don't, I don't, I wasn't thinking about money, but it's just like seeing young kids hawk, it really, it really connects me to them. Like. And their families, like, why are they on the street hawking at this young age? It's unfair, but it's just like I'm inspired, like, to keep working hard, keep doing what I'm doing. If they can do this, keep working hard, I should. I have no excuse. So that's what it is. Mm. You know, that's that's pretty cool. But you know what? To me, I, I saw that short film 
Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering why does he have to be the life of a Lagos boy? You could have depicted it in our life, you know? That's you could true. have depicted the life of an older woman. Okay, why did you choose specifically the life of a young Lagos boy? Because it was, um, this is um, a long story, but I'm going to make it short because I don't want to take up too much time. So, please, your time. Tell us, give us the gist. We're ready. So it was one day, me and my mom, we were going to church. My mom is a, um, a church worker. So, you know, we have to go early. You left the house around seven. So I see this young boy, he's so handsome, but he looks like so, he looks so tired. Like he just mm. like another day and he was selling bread. And I felt so bad for him. I was like, man, like you can tell, like someone told him, get out of here, go sell bread. Like, you know, he even looked like a soft light boy. Like he didn't want to be out there. So I felt for him. I was just looking at him. Mind you, church ends. We left, passed him, came back. Church ends around 8 p.m. Mm. And my church runs long in, in Lagos. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I see the same boy again. And this mm. time his face is beat. Like, you know, the sun will really beat you in Lagos. That Lagos mm. sun will really beat you. And he looks so tired. And I literally just started crying. Like, because I could feel him. Like, I could really feel him. Like, he, he, he didn't want to be there. I'm just like, like I said, like, a child shouldn't be working at that age. A child should be dreaming in school. You should be dreaming. What do I want to be? You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, this is so unfair. I, I don't know. Like, I'm an emotional person. But when I saw him, like, I just started crying because I'm like, he's still here in this same spot. I've been in church. Ten hours have passed. He's still in the same spot. And this time he's tired. He's drained, like, an, like working like an adult. And I'm like, this is, this is so unfair. So my mom is looking at me. She's like, why are you crying? And I'm just like, this boy, I know you guys probably didn't spot him earlier this morning, but this same boy has been in the same spot and he's, he's tired. And I, I didn't have money to give him because I gave my money to offer and whatever. I didn't have anything to give him. My mom was like, so what are you going to do about it? And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to, there's hundreds of them on the street. He just is the one who kind of, you know, got caught my eye because he was like so handsome. He was so cute. And my mom's like, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, mommy, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I can help like these kids. There's so many. And um, she was like, okay, well, so wipe your tears because this happens in Lagos. This is a, a, our problem here. These kids shouldn't be here. They shouldn't be hawking on the street, but they have to. This is their life. And she helps widows. So she she understands when she's kind of a little bit more like, you know, not so emotional, just like I'm, I have to do what I have to do to help. So she kind of put that in my spirit too. Like, what are you going to do to help them? So I, I wanted to use my talent, you know, to kind of highlight what these kids go through, what, what, what is going through their minds as they're hawking through the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a child, I feel like you should be dreaming, like dreaming about what you want to be, not worrying about, you know, I need to have my parents, you know, to get our, our next meal or, you know, help her dash her some money from what I earned today on the street. So that was why I, I kind of connected more to like the young Lagos boy. Like I always remember that. And I, the, the idea to make the film came later on. Like when I first came to Nigeria, that's what I saw and I was crying. You know, I was just seeing everything. I was so emotional. Like my people are really struggling. And fast forward eight months later, past my docu-series, past three-part docu-series, I was like, okay, I want to make a short film. And the name Hawker Boy just came to me. I was literally in the restroom washing my hands and the name just came to me. I was like, okay, Hawker Boy. And I was like, why do I keep saying Hawker Boy, Hawker Boy? So I wrote mm-hmm. it down in my notes and I thought about this, this thing that, you know, happened when I was on my way to church. I thought about that boy. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make a film, you know, just, you know, just depicting that life of a, you know, Lagos hustle boy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to do with this film. Like, and I, I didn't mean for people to cry. I just wanted people to see, just mm. to see and kind of like put yourself in their position. Like, what yeah. if that was you? It could be us. We could be hawking. We're Nigerian kids too. We're mm. not in the other. So it's just like, I just wanted people to see and be grateful and, you know, be helpful. Like if you see somebody like help them reach out. And that's why I started my nonprofit. Like it's registered now, but it's just like, I need to do more. That's what I feel like. Not just filming and, you know, getting accolades like, oh, good film good film like what am I doing to help at this point so that's mm. it. yeah I, I don't think 
So it's so crazy how film goes a long way, you know? Although I was somebody who used to think a film is just a film or movies are just movies, but there's, yeah. there's a way it resonates like with people's life. You don't, like, it's crazy what kind of action people take from just watching movies yeah. and films. Like, I recently met a guy who was telling me, so he's in the special force. And I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to give details about his life, but this is something like you're giving up your life for. And I was like, why? Why would you choose this? Why would you choose to risk your life for, like, why would you choose this career path? Like, you have to be the best of the best. You have to have been training yourself since a young age. And he says to me, you know, when I was a young kid, I watched this movie. And that's where I got this dream from. And I said, you know what you're doing? That's what I want to do with my life. And just like me, you know, the moment I was watching Hawker Boy, I was like, what can I do? How can I make this difference? That is the impact of movie. Like, I'm very grateful that you have your nonprofit organization, but I don't want you to think less of the power that your films are actually giving out here because yeah. people want to go out and take action because it has touched their soul so much. And yeah. that is really how I felt with but I was like, okay, I have to do better. There was a time where I was consistent with my friends, nonprofit, and we were always like enrolling kids in school. And yeah. we just, life just took us away. Our jobs took us away and we started yeah. to do less. And I watched Boy, and I was like, you got to get back to it. It's like yeah. the good news, you know, a reminder. But more so, I wanted to ask you, did you know you were doing this? Like, so in the beginning of the of the film, the boy was talking about how everybody else is talking about his future. His mom is saying, you got to go to school. Everybody's math teacher is saying the future, his future. Everybody's talking about his future, right? I don't know, if, was this on purpose? But at the end, he, he made a statement. He did not say everybody's focusing on my future, but they're not caring about my presence. But he ended up talking about, but the presence is what I need to focus on. I am yet to survive the presence. Yeah. Was that on purpose? Because that just, the way that touched girl, you are, you're really good. Like the fact that you can pick that up, like mm-hmm. you know, as a filmmaker, I, I don't want to say every, the 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 person to say everything. I want you to more so see and feel, but you really mm. grasp that like idea. And I'm really happy that you did, but I I didn't do it on purpose. Like when I was writing, when I was writing it, I didn't have audio. I didn't have anything mm. like, and a lot of that, a lot of that stuff, the script was not original. I had one script, but so much drama happened that day. Like we had to cut things out. We had to, yeah, we had to cut some things out. So like on spy, I was like, okay, he's going to do this. He's going to do that. And um, don't worry. And they're like, how are you going to write the, the voiceover? And I was like, don't worry about it. Just, you know, listen to me and we'll do, you know, worry about the voiceover later. But when I was writing it, I just, I really had to dig deep. Like, I think it was more so like of a, a spiritual thing with me, like just feeling the character, like feeling the character. But I did not purpose, what you said, I did not purposely do that. But that's just, it was just my, I don't know how to explain it, just my idea for him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I'm explaining it right. I mean, it may sound crazy, but it was just my idea for him to be like, you know, everyone is, like you said, everyone is talking about my future, but this is my present. I'll, I'll, I'll make it. I still have hope, you know? I hope, you know, God aligns the stars for me. That's, that's a line mm-hmm. of hope, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of what I tried to do. I'm glad you grasped that because, when I was watching it, like I'm picking up things now. Like I keep mm-hmm. watching it. I'm just I'm picking up things and I'm just like, when people tell me their perspective, I'm just like, yeah, you're right. You're right. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, things are kind of falling into place as you watch it. But I'm yeah. glad you did that. Yeah. No, you're a gr- great storyteller. And shout out to your team, of course, and the yeah. boy that played that played the role of Hawker Boy yeah. itself. Shout out to him. What's his name? Please shout out to them on the phone. Yes, Isaac Chiboy Adama. He is actually, he used to wash my mom's car. Like, you know how, (laughs) he's so funny. So he used to wash my mom's car. Knowing that my mom didn't want her car washed because you know when you wash the car, it's dirty. That all Mm. that stuff that you wash from different cars, but they they know what they're doing. They wash the car because they want you to give them a little change. My mom said, don't wash my car, but she always gives this little boy money. She said, don't wash my car, but here, take money. She always dash him money every time she sees him. And um, she said, you don't need to be on the street. She told him that. He's actually like a hawker. And um, she was like, you don't need to 
on the street, yes. You don't need to be on the street, but um, here, take money, take money. We always give him money. Mm. And one day I was like, mommy, I'm looking for, I told her the film ID and I said, I'm looking for a young boy. Once I said that, she said, I have my boy. She said, I have my boy. And she told me, she said, this boy always washes my car in traffic. He's so cute. Put him in your movie. So I was like, okay, wow. of course. So like, he was exactly the age I wanted. I wanted like 14, 15, like mm. he's like the same age as my little brother. And I was like, this is the type of boy because I know he can take direction if he's mm. a little bit older. Boy is so talented and he shook me. Like when I said I had chills, because when we first did it, he was so nervous. He was like, why are these people coming? Like, who is this girl asking me to be in the movie? I don't act. Mm. And kind of behind the scenes, he was so nervous and so shy. He wouldn't talk. So he was nervous at first, those opening parts. And I said, look, I said, we're on the clock, right? I said, I'm paying like every minute. So I said, we can't waste any time. We can't be scared. He said, okay, like, auntie, I got you. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be scared anymore. After I said that to him, he just tightened up. Like he started doing things like he's a natural. He started doing things I didn't even ask him to do. And he was, he was doing it so well. Like, I'm just like, you need to be acting. Somebody wow. needs to see you because he was so, so he was such a natural. And I'm just like, look mm -hmm. at talent here that we don't see. This kid is hawking, washing cars in the street, but this boy can really act and take direct mm -hmm. direction. So I was just so blown away by him. I was so happy, like with choosing him because I was nervous. I was like, how am I going to direct this boy? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't. I'm still learning. I'm learning as I go. Like I'm learning. Everything that day was literally so. It was so not planned, mm. but it was planned. So I'm saying, mm. so just like, yeah. it worked out perfectly. It worked out perfectly. So I, you know, um, I think that, but he is so talented. I, I really want him to be an actor. <laughs> I really, I don't know what he wants for himself, but I just, when I saw it, like when I saw myself, okay, this boy has raw talent. Like I'm asking, I'm not even asking to do certain things. And I'm like, yeah, do that again, do that again. Like as I'm directing him, I'm like, wow, this boy is good. So I really want to see him go far. I still, of course, keep up with him. My mom, as she's there in Nigeria, she's always keeping up with him, like, you know, sending him money, making sure that, he, of course, he's still in school. He's in school, but he still helps his mom, like he said. Um, mm. And he really is a hustler. He's mm. a hustler. Mm. He knows how to make money. He's quick. He's sharp. Like, that's wow. my guy. So, yeah, that's my guy. So I just, I just wish the best for mm. him film and I just I just wanted to blow like I want to extend the film and like I want mm. to be the main actor like I can just see him he's so talented so mm -hmm. oh we have platforms like this still pushing it I'm so happy like I can really tell like you know you behind the scenes stuff what was happening but it was such yeah. a learning experience and the whole neighborhood started to come out when I we just used two films to film that short film two um I said two films two cameras literally everyone was coming out we had one drone literally the whole street was packed the whole street was packed this is because we brought two cameras out you know how <laughs> well, what's oh going on? what are these people filming but it was it was such a beautiful experience to me and like mm -hmm. by the end of the day my feet were swollen oh. but but I never my heart was so full like I was just like this is this is filmmaking this is this yeah. is what, this is my calling like this is what I want to do until the day I die Wow. So, yeah, I just I had so much fun and just like everyone's reaction. Everyone was having a good time. Mm. And people were telling me, like kids were coming up to me, like, Auntie, I wanna I wanna learn how to do the camera too. I wanna learn how to work the camera. And I'm just like, Yes, you should do it. And they were I let them scroll through the camera. I was nervous. I'm like, oh, these kids don't break this camera or delete so much stuff. They were going through the camera and I'm just like, oh my God, yes, this is what this is about. Like I want them to see themselves like I can do this too, like her. Mm. So I was so happy. I was so, so happy at the end of the day. Ooh, oh. but, um, it, it was a long day of filming, but I never, I've never felt that much joy in my heart. Mm. I don't feel that much joy. Like after doing projects, I've been doing projects since college. And after that, I was like, this is what I need to do for the rest of my life. But wow. it was fun. That's powerful. Shout out to Chi Boy, you know. But I'm, I'm actually surprised. So he actually depicted his real life. Is that what you're saying? This is this is really his real life. But you know, I'm adding a little bit of Pepe. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes. I talked to him like, and this is really kind of like his life. But um, he's he's going through a lot. Like with his his mom is a single mom. 
Mm. Dad really left. The dad really left them. And it's him, his sister. I think he has one smaller sibling too. So it's two mm. small toddlers. And he's the oldest brother. But um, he hustles. He hustles for his family like a grown man. And his mom mm. always calls me. She's like, I need to get this boy off the street. Like, mm. like just be patient. Like, you know, like, like I'm kind of like hustle. I want him to get off the street, but it's not easy. Like taking a kid off the street, he still has to hustle. He still has to make money. Like mm. that's that's his job. And for a 15 year old, you know, I know 15 year olds work here too, but it's just like it's different there. It's not that's not a, a job. That's like a hustle. You know what mm. I'm saying? The street, yeah. Like, in the sun, the sun is beating yeah. you. Like even during the film, he's the only one not sweating. We're hot outside. He's not even sweating. So that's how you can tell, like, he's he's used to being outside. I'm sweating like a pig, just sweating bullets. Everyone's sweating. He's just chill. Like, I'm just like, this boy, he's built different. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, wow. Yeah. You know, my favorite part about what you just said, though, is like, um, you know how you were talking about, oh, there's so many of them on the streets. And, you know, I just pointed out what I just took out from what you said is I can change. I can transform the streets. I can transform my community one boy at a time, one girl at a time, one person at a time. Yeah. Like, look at how you were talking about the kids that came close to you because, I mean, they see somebody like Chi Boy who is yeah. like their age range mm-hmm. and they come closer to you to learn these things. One boy at a time. Look at how many, because of him, how much more lives would be impacted just by one boy. One Change your whole community. I exactly. think super powerful. And you were talking about college in between there. Girl, what did you study in college? That you're now, you're now creating. I, wonder what <laughs> I did journalism. I did journalism. Like, I wanted to, like, what you're doing, like, I was in radio. I had a, a, even a radio show in college, like, what you're doing. But I was like, I'm not, I'm not even half as good as you. You're so natural. And you just flow, 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 flow. But yes, you're, you're really, really good at this. Like, I wish I had a flow like you, but it was a class I took. I was doing radio. I was doing a lot of writing articles, articles every day. And I was like, I come, I come on rights one more article i can't do it i don't like like writing articles but like film scripts i love that like it's just imagination let it flow Mm. real life pulling stories from real life stories you know what i'm saying like little things like the smallest thing can inspire me so i'm glad i kind of took to like storytelling filmmaking screenwriting because um journalism it's the same thing as journalism though it's the same thing writing whatever but kind of different different yeah. you know different field yeah what did mommy and daddy say did you say ah you're not a doctor no my parents did you not become yeah. a lawyer <laughs> my they my parents will throw that in there my dad was like you know sometimes i wish you guys will study medicine but the thing is he's He's my dad is really just one. He's been saying it since we were little. He said, find something you love to do and be mm. great at it. Say so mm. your gift. Yeah. He said, don't be mediocre. Be great. Like, I don't care if you are washing floors. Be the great, the greatest floor washer. That's what my dad is always saying to us. So find something, find something that you love to do and do it great. So that's why I love my dad. My mom, she's not like that. She just always wanted us to find like, you know, what we like to do. It's not like my mom is a doctor and she's like, none of my kids are doctors. But the thing is, they're not those type of parents that are like forced, oh, go and do study this, go and study that. No, they've never been like that. And it's like, what do you like to do? What are you going to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? But I think my parents are a bit Americanized because my, <laughs> my dad came here when he was 19. My mom oh, was here like yeah. Fast forward, like um, my mom, my dad came and got my mom like from Nigeria. She came here when she was 21. Wow. My dad is 60. My dad is 60. My mom is 50. So it's wow. just like, they really grew up here. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so they kind of like, you know, understand like, you know, don't force your yeah. kids to do yeah. this and that. Like you can't they push them to do something that they don't want to yeah. do. Something yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Um, well, good for you, girl, because we, we too are on that journey and how to, you know, free ourselves and find mm-hmm. ourselves in this world and not necessarily be lawyers or doctors, but I, I like mm-hmm. that idea of you can choose anything, but be best at it. Um, yeah. I feel like you'll be going through a whole different journey 
compared to you know somebody else who feels like success is enforced on them, a specific kind of success is enforced on them because I feel like those are the people who are constantly finding. I might be wrong, mm-hmm. but I feel like because you don't want you. Or maybe you're the one fighting for that freedom yourself now. Like you've never started from a place of freedom to choose whatever you're going to be. I mean, of course, we're always finding ourselves. We're going through life. But I feel like people would never have that kind of freedom to just yeah. be best at whatever they choose. They like they start all over again, again, even yeah. past the Yeah, that's yeah. very true. Very, very but, true. You know, the like, I need you to help me with this, right? I know you're a storyteller. I've always had this question in my heart, and I think you're the best person to answer this question for me. So I'm in the diaspora, right? And I mean, I'm working with all kinds of people, and I only want to tell good stories of Africa. Like, I only want to depict Africa in a good light. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes people start random conversation with me and they're like, oh, I've been to Ghana, I've been to Nigeria, look at how crazy it is out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I'm uncomfortable when people like talk about the negativity. Like, I don't want, I get it. I know it's real. I just want to focus on that. I want to amplify Africa in such a positive light because I feel like there's so much negativity about Africa already that is going on. I want to use my podcast to shine light on the goodness of Africa. When people have conversations with me, I only want to have conversations about how good and the great things that are existing in that continent. But what do you yeah. think about that? About how do I narrate Africa? You have to find do I, you have to find the people that are are doing big like doing things like you know people always say you know like you said people think Nigeria is a very like bad place and you know the the scamming and the the, the um what's it called um kidnapping and yeah. there's so much going on the, the with the government uh what is it called um what's the word I'm called um corruption corruption there we go that's the word I, I can't <laughs> Corruption, so much corruption, so much, there's so much going on in our country, but I agree with you. That's not, that's not it. That's not all Nigeria is about. Nigeria is a very beautiful place and there's so many things that, you know, we can highlight that are beautiful. And that's what I try to do through my film. Like, how about the children? There's talent there. There's hope there. There's people that are so gifted and so smart, like, so I'm saying, like, I feel like you should start bringing up, like, those people, like, it's it's kind of hard to be, like, I don't know, it's kind of hard to to talk about Nigeria as a whole, as, you know, like, we're, we're just doing so well, because people, people understand that, you know, everything is not perfect in Nigeria, everything is not perfect here, look at where we're living, America is not, you know, the land of milk and honey anymore. It's far too perfect, but they don't know. They're, they're, it's not perfect here. The same corruption I'm seeing in America, I see it in in um, Nigeria. Just mm-hmm. America knows how to hide it. They know how to uh-huh. package They know yeah. how to yeah. They know how to sweep it under the cover. But yeah. Nigeria is just in the face. You can't hide it. It's raw. Mm-hmm. Everything you're gonna see the ugly. But the thing is, there's still beauty there. And I think every day we're tr- still trying to figure out, like you know, how can we depict Nigeria in you know the best way we can. But um, I feel like time will tell, like, look at what is coming out of Nigeria. Look at the talent that's coming out of Nigeria now. Mm-hmm. Like, it, we're taking over. But I know it's not all about music and the entertainment. But I mean, I feel like that's going to be our, you know, that's going to be like our, our sound, like our, our standing voice, like the, the, the entertainment. I feel like that's going to take us to another level. I feel like that's going to really push Nigeria into success, like, we have more artists coming out talking about what's going on in Nigeria and the positive things that are happening in Nigeria because it's not all negative. You go there and you see there's good things happening there. People always want to just show you the, the negative and the people suffering and stuff like that. But there's also good things. You just have to dig deep into those stories and really like tell people. People don't know. People don't know that Nigeria, like, you know, there's a popping island and some people are still ignorant to know that. Like there's, yeah. you still can go to Nigeria and catch fun. Nothing bad will happen. Mm-hmm. People always think of, oh, I'm gonna get kidnapped or I'm gonna get scammed. And you know, they talk about the the airports and how people always try to like dupe you and just just nonsense. But it's it's true. But that's not it. There's mm, it's true. But that's not it. Not mm. it. It's not it. 
there's there's more to Nigeria than than corruption, but I feel like we shouldn't focus on that. But mm. Mm. do you, so? Do you think I'm partial if I'm having conversation with people and I refuse to talk about struggling kids? And do, that's our because truth. You, that's I, that's our truth. That's that's what is going on there. You can't not not talk about what's going on there. And I, mm. I know that you I know that you don't want to say it because it may mm. be like. My Jews, this is my home. It's not bad. Like, look at America. America's not all that. Look what's going on here. But you have to tell people the truth. They're going to find out. There's social media. People are going to see things that happen. You never know, like, when you really tell people, like, the real story, you never know they may be of help. Mm. Like, you know, Nigeria, you know, we don't have this. You know, you're trying to, you know, hide our stuff under the dust. Don't be like America trying to hide the, the you know... <laughs> Yeah, that's why I'm getting your guide girls now. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm working on it. But we have we have to tell the truth about what's mm. going on there. Mm. Like the NSARS thing. Like I'm glad so many celebrities spoke out about yeah. that. But yeah. when I went there, I was still seeing that how they really treat the youth there. Because mm. at first I didn't understand what NSARS really was. I, I knew police brutality, but when I went there, I then experienced it. Like, you mm. know, one of my cousins. We went out, we wanted to go to the island and, you know, just like catch fun. And a young boy was, was driving us. He was a young boy about our age and he had a nice car and he just looked well put together. But it just mm-hmm. seemed like that day the police really wanted to, you know, pick on some people. Every car that they stopped was a young boy. Every car they stopped online, they were just harassing them. Mm-hmm. The boy had all of his papers. He had everything laminated. Everything was nice and neat. He had all his documents. Police just was harassing the boy for no reason. I'm just like, you know, I hate to bring that up, but it's the truth. It's true. We have to to expose what's going on there because it's not right. It's not Mm -hmm. right. They keep hiding things under the cover. They're going to keep doing it. They need to be embarrassed Mm -hmm. about what they're doing. They have to tell the truth and also tell them the good that's happening as well mm. it's not all corruption it's not all that there's a lot of business owners there's a lot of businesses coming up in nigeria a lot of young mm-hmm. people creating things that you know their their parents couldn't even think about you know there's yeah. good things coming. like you know it's just Absolutely. a matter of time it's a matter yeah. of time so. yeah i mean yeah i mean you're right i have to say it's because he exists i have to say it out so that change starts from you know word of mouth and things like that i don't know i just felt like somebody who was a nigerian only went to nigeria once he started a conversation with me and all he was talking about complaining and i felt so uncomfortable because i do know how all the things he's saying is true i know that i know it is what is happening but i'm just like other people are here i don't know i guess it's just a personal issue i need to resolve no, it's the thing is I know exactly what you're saying because people come at me like you know you know Nigeria you guys don't even have light and your government is corrupt and when I went there people were just harassing me doing this begging for money and I couldn't even you know go down the road without somebody begging me or trying to take something from me. That's Nigeria. That's how people do there. Like you know people are hustling. We have to let them understand that it's not like that's their main intention. It's like they have to hustle. They're trying to survive. Think about that. These people are trying to survive. It's like, what what would you do if you didn't have a job? There were not many jobs for you. You're going to try to hustle somebody. You know, you see some Americans coming in. Oh, let me try to get some money off of them. Not, not that it's okay. Not that it's okay. That's not okay to steal from people or try to scam them. But you have to understand that's what people are going to do when they're put in those situations. I do not know this. I'm just saying because we're on a podcast. It's not okay. <laughs> Don't just behavior scamming and you know taking things yeah. from people trying yeah. to trick you. I don't like that, but because it has happened to me until my mom mm. told me, Hey Nicole, you you I know you're Nigerian, but you look American when you come down there, so be smart and you know yes. <laughs> like just be smart the way you move because I was going out places myself, taking Uber, just be smart. But the thing is like I think you should try to educate them more and, and turn that negative energy they have into a positive, positive, like, you know, mm-hmm. this is why these people are doing this. Some of these people are, some of these people have gone to school. Some of these mm-hmm. people have gone to school for how many years, still don't have a job. No people that have mm-hmm. been in school for eight years there. They have not found a job. They're on the street talking. Yeah. Businessmen, smart people, they just don't have a chance. So that's why they're 
trying to scam you or trying to like trick you into giving them this amount of money. This and not that it's okay, but desperate time calls for desperate measures. That's what's gonna happen. Mm. It's sad, but this is how they live there, and it sucks. But if they're suffering, like you know, this is gonna. That's what's gonna happen. I'm sorry. I've never ever met somebody who has ever made that make sense. I cannot believe you just made your perspective change so much that you can like condone somebody else. I think that is crazy. I mean, I love it. I'm going to take it. And yeah. now I know how better to, you know, respond to people who are complaining next time. I mean, yeah. we can all, you know, we have to educate them. Have yeah, to we can all exist here. Absolutely. Yeah. So girl, you cannot, so this is the thing, eh? You cannot talk about Lagos and not talk about Lagos men. On this part, a relationship, right. you gotta give us a relationship back. You can't, you're running out. No, I'm, I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna speak my truth here. Speak your truth, Ashere. Let me speak my truth, though. <laughs> Everybody, ladies, stay away from evil men. Stay away from them. Oh, run, run, whoa, run. Whoa, fast, whoa, fast, whoa. fast, run fast. I'm not going to drop the details on this podcast. We don't oh, want to hear this podcast and bring this back up. But, you know, I've experienced some things, very much things in, in that. Yeah, very much things in that relationship <laughs> Nigeria. Of these guys. <laughs> whew, these guys are something else. That's all I have to say. Like, man. There's something else. You have to be I've careful. I've only heard good things about Lagos men. How they're struggling. Uh, you better stop, stop that line. How they spend money on you. They spend money. They're going to spend money. They're going to spend money. Don't worry about that. They're going to spend money. But oh, yeah. I'm yeah. a girl. Yeah, I'm a girl. I'm actually looking for real love. Like, I mm. want to settle down. I'm 25. I want to settle down. I want to have a family. Be Come on. Married. There's no ring. Ring, 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 But the thing is, like, some people are not serious. That's all I gotta say. Some people are not serious. They say some people are being a lot of people, like this man in general. They're just not serious. I'm just saying what what I've experienced there. I've experienced things in from the month I landed. The month I landed there, uh, the month I left, it was always something like, you know, guys will spend money on you, but yeah. I, I want someone that is truthful to me. I want someone to tell me the truth. Don't lie to me, you know, mm. don't lie, be, be honest. And I know, mm. like, you know, they, they tell you some things just to make you happy, to make you feel like you're some princess, you know, that's nice, but I, I, I don't want that. I want the truth. Let me know if you really want to be with me. Mm. Um, that's what I want. I just want the truth. And it's not all about having fun and, you know, spoiling me and stuff like that. That's nice. I'll take that any day. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I want to settle down. I don't I don't want the games attached. Mm. Do you so think he's the age mate of men you're linking up with? Or no, the thing is, I like older guys. Mm. I wasn't talking, I'm 25. I wasn't talking to guys. My, well, I just turned 25. I wasn't, I was 23 there, 23, 24. So I was in those age range when I was there, but I wasn't talking to guys my age. I, I like a guy that's a bit older than me, you know, to show me some things. You know, I need, I need a guy that's kind of gonna, you know, teach me some things. I, I need to know life. I'm still learning. So it's really nice. Have a it's really nice to have a partner that, you know, knows a few things about life to help you, you know, along the way. So mm -hmm. I, I talked to older guys when I was out there, like in their thirties, you know, the highest one was 38, 38 okay. which was a bit, a little bit older for me, but he was still, you know, young at heart. But yeah, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if you can, you know, if you can make up for it, it yeah. ain't nothing but a number. Age ain't nothing but a number. I'm telling you, I didn't, I didn't really have a problem with it because he was young at heart. It was really fun. He was a really sweet guy. But it was the things that I found out later, you know mm. what I'm saying? The lies. Mm. The lies. I'm going to say <laughs> lies at the time, the lies that I found out. So I'm just like, don't play me, sir. Don't play me. If I'm dating, I date with purpose. Like, that means I like you. Come on, dating with purpose. Mm. And I feel like 
I feel like some guys are not dating with purpose. They're just dating. They want to find girl. They want a pretty girl. They can go and take out and mm. be armed party to parties, events. That's what they want. But the thing is, I'll do that. I don't have a problem with that. I like ah. I like Shakara. You know Shakara Sherry. I like it. But the thing is, like, be real. Don't lie. Don't attach lies to things. I've, I can't say that on this podcast, girl. I've, I've experienced some guys that mm. Mm, I cannot say it. I cannot say it. It's okay. Next time. Next time. Next okay. time. No, you, you come next back to the party and you spill. Next, ep- next episode, time. you're coming back for next is a relationship episode. Yes. Give you no other relationship this is not this one is hawker boy this is this is powerful we have to hey, give you hawker boy and everything else yes we, we have, have to, to give it all all, all of it let's give this one but when i say i've experienced when i say things emphasis on things is the things for me like yeah this is yeah i have to come back my people my people fly from africa <laughs> I have to come back. I have to come back and tell you guys these things. Label it things when I come back. Things. I love it. Look, it's the this part. Like it's very. It's doing something to my heart. That piece. <laughs> so seriously though, but it's the this part. It's the this part for me. So, so are you are you choosing diaspora men over Lagos men right now? So I'm I'm talking to one Ghanaian guy now. Ah, oh yeah. Okay, come on. <laughs> Yeah. Ghanaian guys are really nice though. Ghani, ah, I didn't even know that Ghanaian guys. Gotten, are really nice. Nicole, no, forget it. I forget it. Are they not nice? It. They're not? But if you're already saying, oh, Ghanaian men are really nice, and they've gotten I didn't know. I didn't, I've never dated a Ghanaian guy, and I met this okay. guy at a local party. And I met him, and I was just like, wow. In like, the diaspora or back in Lagos? This, this was here. This was here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is here at Atlanta party. I didn't meet him in what was it called, but I came back here, you know, met him at one pool party. And even the way he approached me wasn't like how a, a guy has ever approached me. Guys would be like, hey, you know, what's up? What's up, babe? Like, you know, that's how I'm just like, is it the way, is it something that I'm giving off that you guys are talking to me like I want, yeah, yeah, get like I don't understand. Disrespect. They hold you. That's what I'm saying. Like. <laughs> and I do that, but you know, Nigerian guys, they have this certain swag and confidence. It's like, you know, I can get any girl. So you come, come, let me talk to you. That's what uh, I get from them. No, no shakes in Nigeria. Some of them are very sweet. But this guy really approached me so sweet. And it's like he actually told my friend first that he wanted to talk. He was nervous. And um then he I was like, I'm if you're nervous, I'm not coming to you. You better come and get me because I'm not oh, coming. Oh, yeah, come if you can't come for it, it's not yours. It's not yours. <laughs> exactly so after that he came he was so smooth and he was just so polite such a gentleman i'm like even the height too when he was when i saw that he was tall i said god this is the man that you came to deliver me from let let me give the listeners a background on that that so this babe right here she's a tall babe you you modeled at some point right like 10 years ago like eight years ago something like that model babe so just so you know, she's a tall babe already, like yeah, tall, yeah. tall. So carry on. But yeah, I just really liked it. He was he was sweet, and the conversation we had was it it had depth. You know what I'm saying? It seemed like mm-hmm. we were on the same page, and mm-hmm. he wanted the same things I wanted, and he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know, guys, they'll they'll say the things that you want to hear first. But I really okay. felt like yeah. this guy was genuine, and I've been talking to him. That was like two months, going on three months now, and like he's wow. Really, yeah, he's really doing the things that he said. He's very sweet, very caring. This is the first guy that really took me out. I've been living 25 years old. This guy really, the way he treated me on my birthday, like mm-hmm. I just felt like a queen. Like I felt so mm-hmm. strong. Like this, the little things like this I like and I cherish. I think, oh, you, I have to buy her a bag. I have to do this. I have to do, I have to pay her rent. No, it's the little things that I cherish. I feel like it's the little things women cherish, the small things we remember. Like this person really cares, you know what I'm saying? But that's what I see from him. And that's what I'm saying. Ghanaian guys are so nice. That's what I'm saying. You're the second advocate of Ghanaian men on the spot. Just so you know, really? my co-host, who is not here today, Wontalia Tia. Girl, we love you and we miss you. She's also an advocate for Ghanaian men. She swears Ghanaian men are the shit. I don't know what you guys are talking about. 
they're very sweet. And I, I really, I really think every girl should try one. No, there's no way you just said that. There's no way you just no. said they're, they're very nice guys. And I feel like they're not all about me, 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 me. Mm. Yeah, it's nice to try things that are different. Me, I even mm-hmm. said, you know, I, I would only date Nigerian guys because I want to marry a Nigerian guy. But now it's looking very much Ghana. Okay. That is not bad. Look how so have you always only dated African men? No, I dated one American guy. I didn't want American guy, but everyone else was Nigerian. Wow, you really like a Nigerian man. I guess I guess Lagos changed it all for you. That's just really what I know. I feel comfortable with it. I just want mm, I see that I can share culture with me. You know, hundred percent. I feel you on that. And jokes, and you know, I like yes. like that's like me. But the thing is, like, you can't be, especially now, you can't be so close minded. Like, oh, I only want Nigerian guys. They were still yeah the same way the other one did you. So you have to open up and. Talk to someone else. Ooh, preach, girl, because I'm right there. I'm really trying my best right now. I'm on that journey of just like, I am comfortable with this specific kind of culture and this kind of man. You know that it, my sense of humor is just easy with them. They get it. I don't have to explain That's so true. much, you know, but I'm realizing they're probably not the best to serve me. What I'm looking for is probably not the people I'm comfortable with. So I, I, I'm learning to get out of my comfort zone. But yeah. so... Let me tell you, the men that listen to this podcast, they have email us tired. They keep complaining that <laughs> we talk less about tips for them, that we're only, always giving tips to women and not them. Please help this man out. You're fine, babe. You know, out here in the diaspora or for the Lagos men, because we do have a lot of listeners, actually, a lot from Nigeria. Give us tips. How? What I like. Just give us two, three things that they have it. There's probably, they're going to probably have their way to this woman's heart. This is really all you have to do, fellas. All you have to do, gentlemen. This is all you have to do. First, be honest and be intentional. Be intentional. Mm. Be honest. If you do not like this lady, if you just want to do one thing, we all know that thing. Don't do it. Mind your business. (laughs) Be intentional. If you really like someone, let them know that like you show, show Mm. that you like this lady. It's effort. 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 Hey. the lady effort that's all she really needs effort this guy really likes me and girls were already so emotional like oh he did this little thing like we can happy over little things so you don't even have to you don't even have to be so extra you think you need so much money you don't it's like it's really just effort effort second thing what can i tell you guys hmm. you already thought of three things already you i've already said three things <laughs> but I keep going add we want to let me add one more. Hmm. Let me add one more. Preach. I, just, I was thinking about yesterday. Mm. I don't know. What can I add? Yesterday, uh-uh. What, what happened yesterday now? Yesterday was a different... That's going to be another podcast. That's not today. <laughs> <laughs> but no, let me add one more thing, for real. I feel like, what did I say? Effort, be intentional. What mm. else? I said one more thing. Honesty. 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 Okay, I said honesty. That's three. I still want to yeah. add one more thing. I can't think of one more thing. I just have Don't to- worry. It's okay. <laughs> while, while you're adding, before you add, tell us where we can find you. On platforms, you can find you, especially... Yeah. I, we know you're coming to Netflix later on. We yeah, can wait. I'm coming, girl. I'm coming to we Netflix know. Sooner, sooner than you think. I'm we coming. know that. We know you're coming to Netflix. But uh, on what platforms can we catch your docu series? Because I know you're on specific, specific platforms. Tell us where we can find your docu series, where we can find you, Coin, how we can support because we're a community. We want to yes. support. Yes. Please Thank us. you so much. Okay. So, first of all, let me start off with Instagram. Go follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's where all the links are. So, follow me on Instagram at ni.iky. Very simple name, Nikki. Where did that one come from? Huh? Lady, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My name? I don't know. I just wanted a simple name on Instagram so people won't be typing forever. Is that from like, Nicole? Yeah, from, from Nicole. Nicole. I just Nicole okay. Nikki. Yeah, I just uh, could yeah. I one dot inside because someone took my name. How could they take my name? I'm just like, <laughs> no, he's a disrespect. He's a disrespect now. But yeah, so follow me on Instagram. Um and then you can watch my three-part docu-series. It's on a platform, streaming platform in Rwanda. It's, it's similar to Netflix, but it's a pan-African 
um, media platform, lots of short films, lots of feature length films, documentaries on Cinity. So you can subscribe to them. Um, it's a media platform, lots of films, good, good films. I've watched them all the time. Um, you can find my three-part docuseries on there. Just type in with Love from Lagos. And then also on YouTube, that's where everything started. You can watch Hawker Boy now on um, YouTube. Just go to my channel, Esosa Nicole. Let me spell Esosa for you guys. E-S-E-O-S-A Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, no H, no H. Remember that. Because people always tell me, oh, I added Nicole. I'm like, how did you spell Nicole? That's why you can't find it. N-I-C-O-L-E. There it is. <laughs> and then you'll see like a yellow black ground and you'll see my face. You'll see all of my films there. So watch it there. Subscribe, comment, do whatever you want to do. Well, follow me on there. That's my main platform. So of course, Twitter. I don't even know my Twitter name. God. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, Twitter, I need... I, Please, I'll add my Twitter name to this. Can you add it somewhere or? Oh, no, everything you're saying right now. Uh, so if you were not catching what you're saying, it's all going to be in the episode show notes. So just okay. click on the episode. It says more under more is everything this lady has said right here that you need to catch up. Like where you can find her. All of your information, you're going to find it below the episode show notes. Yeah. You're Gucci. Well, we wanted you to say it by mouth, but you will still find it anyways under the episode. Uh. But Hawker Boy will also soon be on Amazon Prime. So you guys that have Amazon Prime. Shit! Yeah. queen! Yes, I'm trying to get them coins, girl. <laughs> Hawker Boy will soon be on Amazon Prime. We're working on that. So just stay tuned. There's a lot of, there's a lot more films, you guys. A lot more things. I'm just, you know, keeping everything low, low. You guys, I'm so happy I'm on this show. Thank you for inviting me on this show, girl. You know, I like girl, to talk. Are you... Wait, wait, wait. You. I'm yeah, I, think, I, mean, I have a whole celebrity on my podcast. Okay. No, thank you. Like, I really enjoy this. I feel like I can do this every day. I love to talk. I have things to say, things to say. Ask me why I have a podcast. I cannot shut up. And since people are complaining and they're tired of me, I say, let me go and start podcast. Everything I have to say, let me go and say it on the podcast. Because I keep talking to myself and to people, and they're like, can you just shut up? No, I cannot. So I figured, <laughs> you know, why not go to somewhere where I can earn money from talking? There are people who would actually yeah. listen to me talk other than people that would complain that I'm talking to. Yeah, we are. So me and you both, girl, and I'm so grateful. I am so proud of all the things you are doing. You're doing great things. You are Aww. impacting our community. I think you do. Like, when you told me you moved to Lagos, I was like, ah, this auntie, no, no, no. This one is next level <laughs> shit. Like, you are so passionate about what you do. You go to the extreme for it. Yeah. And I think it exactly. is awesome. Super yeah. grateful. But because actually, if you don't know, just to be extra, the people that are um, guests on this podcast, there are people who are impacting their community or impacting the diaspora by what they do. Because mm -hmm. we want to learn from your actions. We don't just want people to say by word of mouth. And your yeah. actions show that, that you're impacting one boy at a time. You're impacting the community. You're impacting what Africa would be. You're impacting the diaspora itself. You know, I wonder who's going to listen to this episode and be like, what the hell what's talking yeah. why, why am i stuck in somewhere i don't have to be when i could be making impacts doing what i love you know mm -hmm. i hope so yes that. that's so important everyone that's listening please do what you love we only have one life like do what you love and do it to the fullest do it to the yes, fullest. that's what keeps you going that passion that burning passion keep doing what you love it's going to make you money it's going to make room for you so period do what you love Yes, ma'am. So on this episode, every time we end, before we end, there's one more tip you want to give us. But just so you know, to end the episode, we always end with a word of prayer because we are also people who know God and we believe we need him as we walk through life, even when recording a podcast. So we're going to end with prayer. If you would like to pray for us, that would be great. Okay. But we also want your one tip because how dare us finish this episode without you giving that extra tip, you know? Yeah. Let me do one tip. What's the tip about though? The relationship one, where that you I, I that can't you... remember. I can't remember. <laughs> can that be next? Can that be next podcast? 
Because you know yeah, you have yeah. brain parts and you can't remember one thing. I went, I was just talking, then I forgot that last point. But yeah, it's okay. It's all good. And if you give us, we'll post it on our social media too. And don't worry. when you come back for that relationship. 20 episode. Minutes, I remember. In 20 minutes, I remember. Don't worry. <laughs> that works too, girl. All right. Let's end this episode. Okay, girl. Am I praying? Yeah, Queen. You that you say yeah, follow your that's where Hawker Boy came from. There's no way you're not yeah. gonna pray on this episode. Let me pray. Oh, yeah. Everyone close your eyes. <laughs> All right. No, but Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for bringing two talented girls together, speaking about the truth. Thank you for allowing this to happen. Lord, we pray that everyone is inspired today by what was said. Um, we pray that, you know, we can make change in our communities. We thank you for provision we thank you for talent we thank you for grace lord and i pray that you keep everyone covered and protected in these times let everybody be safe in jesus name i pray amen amen wait are you only right that you're a pastor too because i'm I, 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 hey, Washere, come on pastor you fly your pullers for me again <laughs> thank you girl that was awesome that was awesome, that was awesome.